Welcome to the fifth installment of Lunchtime Rants with Carmen and Lourdes. We have been on a month hiatus. Carmen went on her honeymoon. She came back. Then her day job consumed her life. But now we are back in full force with this episode of Lunchtime Rants. Carmen, say hi to the good people. Hello, good people. Uh, so yeah, we're back on the air. A lot of things have changed since the last time we spoke. Uh, but I won't bore you with the details. I essentially had the trip of a lifetime. Eh, I got married too, but who really cares about that? Uh, <laughs> to the land of hobbits. I went to Hobbiton. Uh, I nerded out. I went to New Zealand. It was the funk. It has ruined me for the rest of my life. Uh, and I guess that kind of ties into our topic today, uh, which we're going to be talking about what I like to call, or what we all pretty much call nowadays, millennial problems. Before we get into millennial problems, though, uh, we want to delve into our favorite topic since it's been a couple weeks and it's our favorite subject, <laughs> men. So we're going to do Man Crush Monday, and I'm going to go ahead and let Lourdes give us, uh, did I say Man Crush Monday? <laughs> Why did I say Man Crush Monday? Sorry, I'm I'm speaking in Instagram terms. Man meat of the week. <laughs> I was like, first of all, it's not even Monday. It's not even Monday, and this is not gonna air on a Monday. So, and we're not on Instagram. <laughs> Jesus, I'm ruined. You don't understand. I've been back for two weeks, and I still don't accept that life is what it is. Oh so we're gonna do man meat of the week. All right, so because I love talking about The Wire in almost every single episode, my man meet of the week is Idris Elba. Um, mostly because I, I believe it was like W Magazine interviewed him about his cinematic crush, and he said Jennifer Lawrence, who's my cinematic crush and mm -hmm. my spirit animal and my everything. So I chose him, which I think is a solid choice. I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm, I'm like super in agreement with you on this, on this man meet of the week because I fell in love with Idris Elba when he came in at the office when Michael Scott left, yes. and that was pretty amazing. And then I found out he was British, and I was like, well, that adds a level of complexity <laughs> that I enjoy. Oh, yeah, it's like 50% the accent in this W Magazine video oh, yeah. that just made it for me. And, and it's not like that proper British. It's like that Cockney... I'll get into an alley fight British, like that hardcore. That's my favorite kind of guy, oh, yeah. the one that will get in a, in a bloody fight for my honor. Right, right, like the Green Street hooligans type of, type of thing. So who's your man meet of the week, though? So my man meet of the week is actually uh, Nick Offerman, and he plays a character, Ron Swanson, on uh, Parks and Rec which ended, I think it was last week or the week before. I don't know, because my weeks have all become one since I've returned, uh, and my daily, uh, my nine to five has consumed me. Um, it's really not even a nine to five, it's like a nine to nine or 10, it doesn't matter. So, uh, so Nick Offerman, Ron Swanson's, I'm not gonna ruin anything, but the Parks and Rec finale, the Ron Swanson part put a tear in my eye, and then I saw his Netflix stand-up special, uh, and, and it, like Nick Offerman doing stand-up is like watching an hour of Ron Swanson with fucks. And there is nothing better in this world than Ron Swanson saying fuck a lot and continuing to talk about Megan Mullally, who's his real-life wife, who he is really in love with despite their 12-year... She's 12 years his senior. 
believe it or not. Yeah. I loved her as Karen Walker, I believe her last name was, in Will and Grace. Mm -hmm. She's who I hope to be in my adult, adult life. I still don't feel like an adult. Well, you know, that really ties into what we're going to talk about today. I think one of, so yeah, millennial problems. If you're listening, you probably are a millennial because you found this on social media because we're all obsessed with social media. Uh, And one of the things, I'm actually, this is the time of year I get really depressed and nostalgic. (laughs) Because my birthday's on Monday. Oh, right. And so... After 24, the birthdays started getting a little sadder. And on Monday, I will be 29. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I celebrated a birthday about a month ago, and I, too, was feeling nostalgic. So clearly, I had to do something about it. So I threw myself a quinces. Which I am so sad, honestly. Like, I know I left the country, and, like, it was, like, a once-in-a-lifetime trip. But I kind of wish that I'd been here for your quinces. Like... I mean, there was a tiara and white gloves and a gown and people actually dressed up. So it was a really, really great 28th birthday, which made no sense. I just really wanted to use the hashtag Ginses and Ginse because millennials obsessed social media. Yeah, I, I, uh, I think throwing yourself a Ginses is definitely a sign of a quarter-life crisis. Um, I wouldn't call it a crisis. I just really wanted to make my, my youth right. I never had a proper quinces, and I was like, well, I'll be damned. I am a Cuban girl. I deserve a quinces, even if it happens almost, you know, 10 years plus later. Well, I, I've been having a quarter-life crisis since 25, but then last week I had some, uh, some older individuals, like close to 40, make me feel like the oldest young person you've ever met because they like partied till way later than I could. Like I had to go home and sleep and they're like, what, you're so young. So for my birthday this Saturday, I have decided to attempt doing a beer festival followed by my favorite hot spot in Miami Beach that I've talked about way too much, Purdy Lounge. So I am proving to myself that I can party for 12 hours but we're playing it by ear still. Like, we're still going to play it by ear after the no, beer fest? No, you, you need to shut Purdy down. You need to walk out of there at 5 a.m. and then get yourself a McGriddle. You demand the McGriddle from the 24-hour McDonald's on Biscayne. Do not let them tell you that they're closed. They're liars. <laughs> okay? You need a delicious, sweet, and savory breakfast sandwich to celebrate your fucking 29th year. I'm telling you, if I can close down Purdy... I will feel vindicated because I shit you not. We're all like, oh man, we're gonna get like white girl wasted after the beer fest because it's like unlimited beer samples for five hours. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, we'll play it by ear. Like if we're not too drunk, we'll go to Purdy. And I was like, we have to go to Purdy. Like I need to prove this to myself. So yeah, uh, I feel old. And yet the conundrum of being 29, feeling old, but not feeling like an adult there's a lot of there's a lot of feelings. Yeah, I'm hit right in the feels almost every single day, but nothing makes me feel older than listening to a hot new hip hop song like Truffle Butter and having to urban dictionary the meaning and being shocked at what the hell it means. The the things kids come up with. If you recall, you're the one that told me what by Felicia meant. <laughs> Because I saw that shit going around, and I was like, what does this mean, and who is Felicia? And I actually had to ask Lourdes, 
because that's the sad life that I lead. So yeah, we're getting older, and we acknowledge, like, there's kids. We look at these kids in high school, and we're like, yeah, they look like fetuses, right? So I must look like an adult to them. But when I look in the mirror, I look the same. And so when the concept, like, think about kids. I feel like babies making babies. Like, I'm almost 30, and I feel like if I had a baby, it would be like, babies making babies. I mean, there's people on my kickball team that are like three years younger than me, and I'm like, you've, you've lived a completely different life. You're not even in my generation, which is crazy. And they get so offended that I act like such a grandma. But, and, and even having people like three, four years younger, even though they're a lot different, I think everyone from, I guess, our age and then maybe, I don't know, five, six years younger than us, we all suffer from something else that, that is a big millennial problem, um, and that is not, it's a, it's a combination of a lot of things, but it's the art of not being content. <laughs> we are not content with anything. Like, we are on the search for more constantly. Like, and it's not just, oh, I want more money or I want a better job. It's this relationship is not good enough, so I'm gonna search for something better. And I think people won't settle now on anything in life. I am saying this because I am one of these people because they think there's always something better. Right, I, I mean, I completely agree. I'm the type of person that can't stay at a job longer than two years because I'm like, that's it, this is my breaking point. There must be something out there that is more meant for me. Um, and who knows, maybe there is, but I think sometimes you don't need to consider it settling. You just need to consider it calming the fuck down. <laughs> exactly. Like, I decided to calm the fuck down from a relationship perspective, but everything else about me wants to keep going and keep getting better and keep changing and traveling. Fucking traveling. Like, I think, I don't even know if... Aside from being from Cuba, my parents have not left the country and have no desire to do so. They're all like, explore America. And I'm like, no, I want to leave. I want stamps on my passport. What's funny is that my mom's the same way. My mom doesn't even want to explore America. My mom's like, let me explore the other end of Cuba. P.S. My mom is actually in Cuba right now as this is being recorded. And no lie, she was there in November. She has no chill when it comes to traveling to Cuba. She loves it. Or she doesn't love it, we have family there. I don't know, the bitch is always there. She might as well just have dual citizenship if that was allowed. The way things are going, she might. But like the traveling thing and, and just like the always searching for more and a lot of that, in my opinion, because I'm one of these people that's like overly affected by social media, the fact that people are constantly posting their lives, and some, some people like are just full of shit. Your life is not that good, like it's just not. But there's some people whose lives are legit that good. Like I know a dude that lives off a travel blog and all he does is travel. And Jay has told me, my husband has been like, you should just delete him from your Instagram, like even if he's your friend, because he makes you sad. And he does, he really does make me sad. I don't think. It, and this might sound like such a, a bitch thing to say, but it's the way I feel. So there was this girl that I went to high school with, and I always like saw her like social media accounts. We were never friends, but I was always like, oh man, like she's done so well for herself for like us being the same age. And I saw that she was pregnant, and I was like, <laughs> she threw it all away. <laughs> oh no! I hope she doesn't listen to this podcast. I don't care if she does. 
Yeah, that's a good point. It's okay because um, there's another girl I know from high school. Uh, big ups to her if she does listen to this podcast. She'll know who she is if she hears it. Decided to just up and move to Hawaii. I guess she got a tourist visa. I don't know. And like every day of her life is a postcard. Every day of her life was the two-week amazing honeymoon that I had but every day, and then me getting married makes me feel like I threw everything away, which I don't really feel that way, just by the way. I don't really feel that way. Like, I'm happy at home, and my home life is lovely, and I wish I was one of those people that could just, like, have a job, go to Disney World a couple times a year, then, like, retire and die, you know, surrounded by 50 kids. I wish I was one of those people. I just, I'm not. Like, I'm not. I, I mean, at least for me, I think it's, like, the struggle of the fact that my mom was, like, a single parent, and then she, like, came from Cuba, and she, like, worked two jobs. So I just want more for myself, but also, like, more for myself, but for her. So, like, I, and she knows that. Like, she said it to me. She's like, you're not really happy here. Like, you're searching for something that's missing. And, and I don't know what it is, but I don't know if it's, like, Maybe I need to take my own calm the fuck down advice. And that's probably not going to happen because calm down is not in my vocabulary. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, there's moments where I'm like, oh, I'm so happy in this content, like day to day life and I'm whatever. And then, well, those are so few, though, because the thing is, I'm married to someone. I'm married to one of the few people who's content with coming home and just having a beer and then going to work and repeat. Like, he is all about it. The places that we've been in the time we've been together are all because I'm like, hey, I need to travel and we're going here. And he just comes along for the ride. Like, if I had never suggested these things, we would have never gone anywhere because he's just one of those people. And I fucking wish <laughs> that I could turn my thoughts off and my ambition, because ambition is a motherfucker, let me tell you. I mean, that's, that's my problem. I just hate, like, getting into a routine because I always want, like, to do more and to go, go, go. It's like when I'm out of my nine to six, I'm like, okay, now I need to do my podcast or I need to, like, write on my blog or I need to go to improv class. Like, I can't stop. Like, I need to do something more, right. advance myself somehow. Right. And I wish I could just freaking go to, like like, Outback Steakhouse and have some cheese fries and just, like, sit there. But it's really really hard to do so party foul phone call no it wasn't a phone oh, call. oh sorry <laughs> it was my alarm well whatever it was her alarm but it still went off um i feel the same like i know my mom told me a couple times that i do too many things just because my life doesn't end with work i have hobbies i go to the gym i try to do extra shit all the goddamn time because I need hobbies. I need to feel artistically fulfilled. fulfilled or I will die. I will shrivel up and die. And I don't know. I don't know why, but like, there's a lot of people in our generation that feel this way. Like, none of us want to settle. Everybody wants to go on like missions to Africa or live in a bunch of different states. And like, I'm also a second generation Cuban. My parents moved here, and that was the end of that. And, but I don't know. I don't know where this feeling comes from. It plagues me. <laughs> it honestly plagues me. I feel like as long as you're working towards something, then you can't beat yourself up, up about it because at least you're trying. 
but you just got to satisfy that hunger or yeah. just buy a Snickers. I don't know. <laughs> Something. I will find any excuse to buy a Snickers at all times. Oh I my think god, I want a Snickers so badly. So I went to Pollo Tropical today. I ordered a guava bar. Yes, of course, this bitch ordered a guava bar to accompany her choppy chop. And they didn't put it in my bag. I got out of my car, left all my shit in it, running, who cares, went back up to the drive-thru window, knocked on it, and said to the lady, excuse me, ma'am, did they charge me for the guava bar? She says no. And then I just took her word for it and walked away. Didn't get it. Still so sad about it. I after this, I actually might go back to Pollo Tropical just to just satisfy, for a guava bar? just to get a guava bar. That's so sad. Hashtag millennial like problems. <laughs> we always want everything like at our fingertips. I'm like, I want a fucking guava bar. Yes. Someone deliver it to me. No, technology has aided in this problem. Do you remember the days? Well, first of all, there's people that remember like the internet not existing, but do you remember the days of like dial-up, where it was a good 15 minutes before you could actually get on the internet? Your browser freezes for two, like two seconds of loading and you are fucking furious. You're on fire. You're like, why did I spend $1,300 on a MacBook if the goddamn page won't load? Have you ever seen that Louis C.K. stand-up where he's talking about cell phones and how like people are so impatient? Yes. And he's like, the signal is going to space. Like, give it a minute. <laughs> yes. And that's just us now. Like, and then we talk about the generation like after us. Like, you didn't even know the struggle of having to wait for AOL to tell me I had mail. Like, fuck you. What are you complaining about? Mind you, we literally complain about everything that's true that's true but you didn't have to blow into a goddamn nintendo cartridge to not get the goddamn blue screen so you could play ninja turtles you <laughs> didn't have to worry about scratched mariah carey cds okay no to play no. In your CD beyond that you didn't have to worry about tangled cassette tapes god damn it when a cassette tape would get tangled and the goddamn thing would come out and you try to feed it back in it was never the same you never had to rewind dvds you never had to rewind rentals you never had to go to Blockbuster. <laughs> God damn it, you ordered it from your television. You never had to leave your house in pajamas and go to fucking Blockbuster. I like how we're talking about all of our problems and then just like blaming the younger generation. Like, how dare you even complain? Well, the thing is, like, I've noticed that... So our generation isn't as bad as I think the one coming up in the sense that the new kids are just... <sighs> Son fieras. That's it. Aside from being little assholes, I'm going to say it. I know a lot of teenagers that are, and they're growing into, you know, people in their 20s. They're little assholes, right? They complain about everything. Everything is a poor me. My life is shit because my parents got divorced. Guess what? My parents got divorced multiple times and married, remarried multiple people. I come from a broken home times three. So go fuck yourself. Go to school. Get a job. And stop fucking blaming your parents' divorce on your woes. Because it's you. You're just an asshole. Say the two girls currently complaining <laughs> about the fact that they have full-time jobs. And, but they want more. I feel like the fucking Little Mermaid every single day I walk out the door. But at least we're good people, okay? <laughs> 
At least we're contributing members of society that pay taxes. These fucking kids aren't doing a goddamn thing. They're all like, I'm going to be a rapper someday. Or I'm going to... Hey, hey, hey. What? If what? Eminem didn't say, I'm dropping out of high school at 14 and becoming a rapper, Dr. Dre never would have discovered him. So you know what? you got to cut those kids some Okay, flag. but not everyone can be a rapper. That's all I'm saying. Or just in general. Just, just do, like, go work at Publix. Just do something. Do something and stop bitching. Because I bitch, but guess what? I work. I've been paying taxes since I was 17. Since I wasn't even fucking legal, I've been paying taxes. So I have a right to complain. I have a right. That's one of the better rants we've gone on. We tag team that rant really well. We just high-fived. That's right. Because... Not only did we tag team it, we called each other out, and then we talked about taxes, adult shit. Now I feel like an adult throughout this podcast. I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking grown. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go have a baby tonight. I'm going to go make one. I'm just kidding. Whoa. No, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. I still don't want kids right now. Every time I get a, my period, I'm like, woo! It is not something that I'm upset about. I'm like, my ovaries will hurt. Fuck yeah, it's hurting with the pleasure of not having a child. I like the reminder as well. I know there are ways to not have it at all, but I like the reminder. Yeah. I'm a, I love the reminder. Samesies. It's like, oh, the birth control pill that you get your period like four times a year. I'm like, nope. no. Because those months in between, I like knowing I'm without child. Even if I'm on, you know, a contraceptive. Do not care. Just like knowing. Even if I'm not having sex with someone... I still like to be reminded because it's like once a month, it's the only good thing that happens when my period happens. It's like I get migraines, I get terrible things, but it's like this nice little postcard that's like, oh, you have no responsibilities. <laughs> yeah, and then when it goes away, it's also like a happy time. So it's like a double, like a double whammy. It's like, woo, I don't have a child. And then it's like, woo, it's gone. Let's get ratchet. I feel like that's, that's not something our parents would have said at our age decades ago like at our age they well my mom already had two kids by the time she was my age i'm a spinster according to them my mom had me at 18 and she was probably like oh fuck like when oh, yeah, she yeah, saw yeah. that she was pregnant oh yeah yeah, no for sure for sure she was all fucked my mom my mom had my brother at 16 like oh yeah it, it was an all, all fucks all the way but then by 22, she was, like, married, and then she had another baby, and then she had me in her 30s. But, like, her last, her last kid was at 32, right? So I'm, I'm going to be 29, and I have zero kids. <laughs> well, you have about three years then to just boop, 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 pop them out. Yeah, I'm just going to pop out three kids in one year. <laughs> in just one year, you I'm going to... You 32, so you technically have three years... Right, but I'm not starting for another three years. <laughs> so you're going to have your first child at 32. <laughs> that is correct. That, that is what I have asked my husband to allow me because I'm not ready to give up on the dream, Lourdes. I'm just not ready. I, I know that this sounds like something that like a lot of women might say. I actually like do not really want kids. It's like not something I've ever yearned for. I always feel like kids don't like me and... Um, you know, as an only child, I need attention and I need to be well-liked. I just, I need it. So when I perceive that children do not like me, I, I was like, well, you know what? I don't want none of you. So that's fair. I don't feel like any biological clock ticking. Also, the lack of prospects is 
disheartening. Although I'm pretty sure I can get accidentally knocked up by Lil Wayne, which, God, I wish that was in the cards for me. He needs a Latin baby mama. Damn it. And he produces cute kids. Did you see the pictures of his kid with Lauren London? They just released one. That's because they haven't they haven't gone through puberty yet. A no. lot of kids are cute. No, his daughter is actually really pretty, and her best friend's name is Lourdes, so I think it's a sign. Why do you know Little Wayne's daughter's best friend's name? Because Little Wayne's daughter, Regine Carter, had a My Super Sweet 16 episode on MTV, and her best friend Lourdes was all over it. So that's how I know. I didn't even know that that show was still on. And now you know why I don't feel like an adult, because I still watch MTV. <laughs> yeah, no, I watched MTV when there was still music on it. And it was like at the end of its musical career, where the only music was during TRL, which, by the way, they should bring that back. But like original TRL, where they actually played the full video with no one yes! fucking screaming all over it, and then like 30-second clips. I'm like, I want to see all of the Bye 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 music video TRL. It's number fucking one for a reason. Sometimes it was number two, because sometimes number one was the Backstreet Boys. Just saying. Or Britney Spears, or Britney Spears. Whatever. Every now and again. I don't want to get into a TRL war, because I was obsessed with that countdown. But anyway, the, uh, I, I know a lot about pop culture, and it, I've just been blown to bits that you know Little Wayne's daughter's best friend's name. I mean, sorry. And I know a lot about pop culture. But to, to just kind of briefly touch upon the topic of MTV, although they no longer play music videos, whatever, it's a gripe that a lot of people have, they actually do have like good programming, not their reality shows because Teen Mom is like abysmal, but that show Awkward is actually really funny. I had a girl, I don't watch the show, but I saw a picture of the girl and someone from uh, my last job told me that I reminded them of the girl from Awkward. Is it the, the bitch? Oh, Sadie? Yes. You're welcome. Right. I could see it. I didn't know how to take it because I saw her and she was a little like she's thick. And I was like, I hope it's not because she's thick. Like, I hope it's because she's funny. Well, she's the funniest part of the show. Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, I love that show. But again, it makes me feel kind of old because it's set in a high school. And I'm like, I never had these problems in my high school. Yeah, but you know, all the actors are like in their mid 20s. Oh, so let's, be let's be honest. It's that Dawson's Creek syndrome. Like, right, right. are you over the age of 25? Here, play a high school student. Yeah. I think that's the only reason I haven't let the dream die, the acting dream, because I know I could still play a high school student. I was like, yeah, I'm almost 30. But in LA, I'm going to be 23, motherfuckers. You are doctoring your birth certificate. Fuck <laughs> yes. I'm going to be one of those. I'm going to be like Mariah Carey, who never actually gives the year of her birth until I actually make it, because she's ridiculous. Like, bitch, we know you're in your 40s. It's impossible that you haven't aged in the last two decades. You're not a vampire. You're not Pharrell. <laughs> you could tell Mariah Carey's age kind of like a tree, but like on her stomach. Just like oh, the saggier her stomach no. gets, the older you can tell that she is. It does morph. The last time it looked good was on the cover of Butterfly. I'll never forget that. But speaking of Pharrell, do you watch him on The Voice? He has made me cry multiple times in these blind auditions. He gets up and like hugs and shakes hands with people. He sang happy with a girl that didn't even get a chair turn. He 
he is a precious angel sent to us by the Scientology gods because that is the only reason I believe that is he is 40. No, but oh. I just call people that don't age Scientologists, okay. like Tom Cruise, except John Travolta. He joined the wrong religion. I don't want to get started on John Travolta and his creepy touching because <laughs> um, that's not what today's topic is, but let's just say there was a lot of creepy touching at the Oscars. There's always a lot of creepy touching in, you know, the millennial years. It's true. Um, so... I think we're actually about to wrap up soon, and I don't know if you have any, any final words for, for the millennials. Um, you guys, dick pics, just, I thought I wanted them. I got one recently on yes! Snapchat. I was so, whoo, I was like, what is this? this I, I deleted it immediately. That is how I knew that I was not in touch with the youths anymore. I'm like, all you people born in 1990 and beyond, you, cause you can like continue using this. I will just stay on Instagram where dick pics are not allowed. I have never Snapchatted, but I know that it's definitely the primary purpose is dick pics. And for all you morons that think that it disappears the moment that it's off the phone, all of your dicks are on a server somewhere. I want you to know that, okay? Um. <laughs> Let it sink in. Your dick didn't disappear. It lives on a server. <laughs> So on that note, I think I think we're gonna wrap up on Snapchat dick pics. Have a good night everyone. Hasta la